Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Well, good morning and welcome. Y'all ready? Oh, that was horrible. I know there's more than one person. There we go. There's one person's ready to go. So uh, last week, we sort of kicked this thing off, how to have the best year ever and, and how to do this in a way that honors God and strictly follows God and it changes everything in your life. And, and each week, we're going to tackle two words. And last week, those two words were? I got one person now on the front row that's ready to go. Yes, Lord. So if it was a real thing with yes, Lord, my question is, how did it affect your week? You know, every single week we're going to try to tackle this idea of two words that you can, that you can take in and you can absorb and, and you can really start to digest it. And hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's really, really good for you and where you're at in your walk. But more importantly, as you give it away to other people. Because you're supposed to be a what? A witness where you walk, where you work, where you live, where you play. And that's our prayer as we dive into this year and as we, we look at this year. And you're thinking, well, you know, last year, last year was a really good year. Last year was an excellent year for me. And you're like, I really don't know if I could top it. But on the flip side, some of you are like, man, last year was a very bad year. And I didn't like it. And it was just it, everything. Was just, I'm just looking forward for a new day. And, and I just pray that we can just, just focus on one thing. No matter if you had a best year ever, if you had a bad year ever, if you could just focus in with, on Jesus and just watch what happens. When I was just listening and sitting back there in that corner and just, 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 just absorbing what God was doing right there in that moment and, and just hearing you guys sing and respond, sometimes it just it allows you just to wonder what heaven's going to look like. It just allows you to just to gravitate towards that just for a moment and just maybe we see some glimpses of what that looks like. And I pray as you lean into this today that it starts to slowly change your perspective of where you can go with Jesus. Because I promise you, it can change everything this year if you decide to follow him. Now, the Apostle Paul, last week, we, we sort of dove into this words. And, it, and it, we know it, he gave us some great great words. And we also know that he, he wrote half the New Testament. And we understand that his, his words are awesome. But in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we know that he gave us something last week for us to put into play. And we're sort of going to carry that idea a little bit into this new year. And, 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 and if you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, there, there's the catch. We know that in the, even in this room, there's people that are in Christ and they're, they're probably, probably are, it's like one of those little scratch and sniff things at Walmart and you smell it and you're like, I don't know. You're scratching and sniffing Christ and then the other ones, you get your bumpers up like this. You're like, ah, I just come because my wife makes me. You know, it's just those things, right? But let's just be truthful. It, it says clearly in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, if you're, therefore, if you are in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone and the what? The new is here. The new is here. Happy New Year. It's here. It really is. It depends on how you're going to choose to walk with what? Christ. Who? Christ. Where are we going to follow? I don't know. I just know if we're in that moment with him, it's going to change us. And if we're going to believe that Jesus is the future of where we're going together as a group of people, I think I need to ask this question that's probably going to be the stinger for you right now. If you're taking notes, this is, this is, this is one of those things that you should have took last week. But if, if we know that Jesus is going to be the center of our attention and everything, we, we asked this question last, last week. And, and to have the best year ever, I have to do what I never. 
And for some of you, last week was just to say what we recognize in in, in the Old Testament where Isaiah 26, 8, he says two words. He says these words, yes, Lord, walking in the ways of your laws, we wait for you. Your, Your name is renowned and the desires of our hearts. And so what is ever on your heart? You're going to say what? Oh, come on now. You're going to say what? So if it's there, if it's there, if it's truly there, how'd that interfere your week? How'd that interrupt your week? I mean, if you really said it, how'd that impact your week? Now, I know a lot of you are like, you know, we, we wrote them down. It was a great moment last week, and we, we posted it. We put it on my Post-it note, and I, and I posted it there, and I posted it here. I saw them everywhere, and by the way. I saw them in Walmart. I don't know who was the person in Walmart going crazy. I, I love you on Funyuns section, just saying. That was a cool moment. Yes, Lord. I was like, yes, Lord, Funyuns, right? <laughs> just saying. But if you posted it, do you mean it? I mean, how did it interfere with your week to walk across the room and say you're sorry? You can't just post something and not do it. That's silly, right? That doesn't even make sense. But we do it often, don't we? We do it often. Especially those in a culture that we live in, where we work, where we live, where we play. We'll post something all the time. Matter of fact, you'll Instagram something, you'll Facebook, you'll tweet it, you'll snap it, you'll, I don't know what's next, but you'll do it. But just because it's the thing to do. But then when it has time, when it comes down to, to, to go time, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Looks good. But I don't know if I can do that. Walking in your ways, God. Walking in your ways, in your truth, in your laws, in your decrees. You're the desire of my heart. I don't know if I can do that, but I'm going to post it. Yes, Lord. I'm going to do it. I'm going to post it. If you really said it, how did it interfere with your week this week? How did it really, truly interfere that wrecked my week, just to be honest with you. If I'm just completely transparent, it really, that one got to me about Thursday when I knew I wasn't doing something that I posted and, and, and I just knew in the hearts of, of where I needed to be going this week, I needed to do something different. And it's really hard to go ask for forgiveness, isn't it? It's really hard to humble yourself and go say, hey, the Apostle Paul teaches on reconciliation and I need to reconcile this because you're more important than my pride. And so in that journey, I know there's people out here that just needed to hear this. If it's hard for me, I know it's gonna be challenging for you. And I'm not perfect. I'm just saying it's challenging for me too. And if we start to do this together, if we really mean what we say, if we're really gonna write this down and post it in places, we better be acting on it. Because it's life or death for some people. It can change the trajectory of where they're at. And so I pray it did interrupt your life with how you spend your money, with how you treat people. I pray that your marriage was better and that your, your relationship with your kids, it just, it grew in ways this week that you never thought was possible. Maybe at work, it was a better week at work. I pray that you had an urgency inside you to share your Jesus story with yes, Lord. And if you wrote it down and didn't do anything with it, maybe we need to train ourselves better to do something with it this week. 
If you did write it down, you posted it to someone, you didn't do anything, maybe, just maybe, we need to do a better job of training our hearts to allow it to be the intimate desire of our hearts. I think training is a huge word, especially as you dive into a new year, right? I mean, have you ever trained for something? Anybody? Come on, raise your hands. Anybody trained for something? Got one person, two people, five, six. Okay, we got some people who've trained for things, right? I think you can train for just about anything. Maybe training is important to you. Maybe it's not. But think about this. Maybe you made a New Year's resolution and you just don't know how to do anything. You walk into a gym, you're like, this is nuts. But eventually, after you train yourself a little bit, you start to realize, well, this is not so bad after all. And you start to see some results, right? But it's because you trained for it. I don't know many people that can just go out and run a a, a 10K, right? You have to train up to a 10K. Uh, If you did, you would probably die. It's just one of those things. It's just not good, healthy for you. Uh, But I do know that people train for things all the time, but then they never go put it into practice. They, they, they train for a lot of things. You, you work out for things, or maybe it's a competition, or maybe, maybe for most of you, you know, you, you train to play games. Come on, switches, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you Xboxers, you train for a lot of things. I don't know where it's going to take you in life, but hey, good, you know, it, it will take you somewhere, I promise you, if you train good enough. Maybe you train for eating. I saw some eating competitions. The guy was stuffing like 100 hot dogs in his mouth in five seconds. You know, I don't understand that, but hey, you, tra- you have to train. You can't just do that. You would kill yourself. But these people train. They train left and right. Maybe we train to just to be the best athlete, the best teacher the best mom, dad. You've you got to train yourself. But what happens when we train for something that impacts us, not just physically, but everything that can change lives? What happens if we train for something that's not just physically for ourselves, but literally changes the world? Last week, we touched on this idea of training from the Apostle Paul and, and, and his letter to Timothy, and Timothy was a, a, basically an apprentice of him, and, and I believe if we want to have the best year ever, then maybe we need to read a little bit more into what the Apostle Paul's idea, his big idea last week for us, and it came out of 1 first, first Timothy 4. So if you got your word, go ahead, crack it open. If you don't know what that means, turn on your U version in your Bible. And if you need a Bible, there's some in the back. But I promise you, I think you probably need to highlight this one to start this year off a little bit better. 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 13 allows us to gravitate towards some training ideas and tips and some things that I think would, will help you move into 2019 a little bit better. And it says this in verse 7, 1 Timothy 4, verse 7. It says, have nothing to do with godliness myths or old wives' tales. Now, you know, those old sayings and everything else around here, that the culture, you know, we say things all the time. And it just basically says, just stay away from those things. You know, one of the ones that, you know, I've often heard is if you just follow what? Your heart. If you just follow your heart. What? I know one thing, my heart is kind of deceiving sometimes. Anybody else? So don't follow your heart. That's, that's a catch. And I think we, we, those are old wives' tales, old wives' tales, and godless myths. You know, I'm sure you got a, a, a dozen more that you grew up, especially if you grew up in Casey County. You got more, you know? Lincoln, Garrett, all of us, we got some counties around us. We got some old wives' tales, don't we? And we've been leaning into them other than we should be leaning into something more. And it says, rather, rather, comma, rather. Here it comes. What's this next word? Train. Train yourselves to be what? Oh, that was a whisper. Come on, y'all. Train yourself to be what? I think there's some wisdom there. 
Train yourself to be godly. For physical training is some value. There is some physical training there that is of value for us. I think you got to take care of your temple. Come on, it's in the Bible. It says, take care of your temple. There's some physical training It is of value. But godliness has a value for all things. When we lean into God, it changes everything. It changes our hearts, and it changes our minds, and it changes our body. It changes everything. It says, holding promises for both the present life and the life to come. So now we're starting to recognize, hey, there's somewhere we're going with this. This is not just for this moment. This this is something for greater purpose. And I get to take people with me. Verse 9 says, this is a a trustworthy saying. You ever ever heard someone, you you need to trust this? You you, you need to believe in this? You ever ever heard that? You got to believe this, man. You got to trust this. The apostle Paul is leaving this to Timothy because he knows this is the difference maker. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Like if you don't believe me, you need to believe this. If you haven't really gone all in on any statement, you need to recognize this one statement. Timothy, I'm telling you, this is going to be a game changer. That is why we labor. That is why we strive because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all people and especially of those who believe. There it is again. If you are in Christ, if you've gone all in, if you believe, I'm telling you, it will change the trajectory of where you're at in 2019. Verse 11, it says, command and teach these things. Start to go all in. Start to really read it. Start to really believe it. Start to understand it. This is not just to get up on Sunday mornings or, or to look at the, 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 the verse of the day on the U version and post it and just keep on posting all these, these little scriptures in your life that, that are really meaningful, but you never put them into application. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. I know a lot of people, we have a lot of young folks in this this body. But I'm telling you, you just start seeking out Jesus and you fall and you run towards that. And you set the example of what he says. But set an example for the believers in your speech, the way you live with, with your mouth. What you post on Facebook, it does matter. On Twitter, on Snapchat, on Instagram, it does matter. In conduct, in your conduct, in your behavior, you do it in love, you do it in faith, and you do it in purity. And when you do these things, it will change everything because people will start to recognize that you are doing something differently. You're living differently. Until I come, verse 13, until I come, it says something that is actually our mission for Centerpoint. It actually says it right here. Our, our mission here at Centerpoint is to become a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And what we know is, is that that's different for you as much as it's different for you as it's different for you. Every person in here, it's, it's different but because we're on the same track. We're following Jesus. It's just going to look different because God's given you a different skill set. And he just wants to pull it out. And, and, and honestly, he wants to wreck your life. To, that way he, he can just gl- be glorified in ways that you've never thought possible. He wants to do immeasurably more in your life that you have not even begun to dream about simply by just training your hearts to follow him and to trust him and to have full acceptance of what this is. It says, devote yourselves. Devote yourselves to the public reading of scriptures. Meaning get out and start reading God's word in ways that allows it to come alive. Be in environments that, that literally can change everything, whether it be the hub, your, your school, your work, where you live, where you play, maybe around a table with friends. 
to preaching and teaching and just absorbing what God's trying to do through his word. What I think is funny, I've had people come up to me before, I wish I could do what you do. And I went, what? I mean, I'm just, I just, well, you can. Open up your Bible, read a section of it, and then trust what God's going to do with it. That's it. I know it sounds simple, doesn't it? And I spent five years in seminary to learn that. I don't know. It's just one of those things. But I do know this. If you just lean into his word, his wisdom, and his teaching, and then share it with somebody, it's the same thing we're doing right now. It's the exact same thing. And the next thing it just goes into, it says, do not neglect your gift. Do not neglect your gift. Each one of you have been given a divine gift by the Holy Father. And it's up to you to use it. It says, which was given to you through the prophecy when, when the body of the elders laid their hands on you and they start to just believe in you and they start to just pray over that. My guess is this, we live in a culture where it's, it's more of a Christian culture and, and I, I would almost assume there's been people that have, have laid hands on you or at least prayed for you along your journey and, and just prayed for God's favor over you and, and I promise there have been people and it's up to you just to lean into it, to use it, to see what God will do with it. But most of the times, we'll post it. We'll grab this little post-it note, and we'll just post it. And we won't do anything else with it. And so why do we need to start doing some training? Why do we need to start to really lean into this understanding of what the Apostle Paul is teaching us? If you're taking notes, here's three quick things I want to dive into, and I just want to allow it to, to, to have some impact in your walk this week. The first one is this, is it's because training is hard. Training is hard, but, but it, it changes you. I mean, think about this. Anybody ever gone to the gym a little bit, and, and the next thing you know, you haven't really told anybody, you're working out, but people come up to you and say, hey, you look like you have what? Lost some weight. You look a little thinner. You look this. You, hey, you look, and they start to say all these things. You see, but the front end, it does take a little bit more time to push some iron up. It does take a little bit more time to run. And you're like, you've built yourself up to the mile, the two, the three, the you know, 5K. You've done things that physically are starting to alter your body. And, and they can tell. They look at you and say, wait a minute, something different. You see, training is hard, but it changes you. And when you begin to change what you care about, you can impact the world. Number two is training helps me to live on mission. And when you start to train your hearts and train your mind, this is the reason why we do what we do. This is the reason why I do what I do. If you can't define the why, then you really don't know what you do. But when we know the why, which is our people, where we work, where we live, and we play, when we start to tell them the why, we start to point back to the one who's changing me, it's starting to cultivate what God wants to do through me. It changes everything. It trains us to help to live on missions. I promise you, when you get this right and you start to train yourself and you start to devote yourself with your heart and your mind, it, it literally changes everything. Number three, training allows me to do what I do best. What I've noticed is this. A lot of people do a lot of things, but it's not what you do best. You get, you get yourself involved with so many things and you get burned out and you get wore out and you get tired and you're like, I'm done with it. I just, yeah, I tried it, got the t-shirt, I'm good. Posted it on social media, I'm good. 
Yes, Lord, I'm good. But when he's really doing it, he's got to, he's got to give you a natural gifting. And you, he's just expecting you to just dive in and use it and explore it and just give it away. The best way example I got is this. If you're seven foot tall, maybe you shouldn't be on the jump rope team at school. Just saying. Maybe you should be the star center of the basketball team or the spiker on the volleyball team. Just saying. Maybe the high jump team. I don't know. It's just awkward that we sort of don't use our natural giftings. And I found it interesting that we argue over what that looks like sometimes with ourselves, with others, and we never, ever, 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 ever lean into yes, Lord. We're just leaning into ourselves. Now, if we're just going to train, though, if we're just going to train just to get smarter and just to understand a little bit about who we are and what, what we can get ourselves into and, and, and to gain knowledge, that, I guess that's fine. But if we really want life change, if we want, really want some change that, that changes lives around us, that, that completely changes the trajectory of our community, then I think we have to do what matters to God. And in Matthew, the book of Matthew, in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Matthew records in his gospel just a verse that literally is the game changer for us today. If you're, if you're taking notes, these are the two words, and I want to give them to you now. But in Matthew chapter 16, verse 22, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples as he drew them over, And whoever wants to be my disciple, now there's the one phrase that I think is interesting. If you want to be my disciple, you know, whose team do you really want to be on? Do you want to be on your team or do you want to be on Jesus' team? If you really want to follow Jesus, if you really want to be on his team, then you must what? Deny yourself. Deny yourself and take up the cross. What? Daily. That's right. And what? Follow me. Follow me. Those are two words that I promise you. If you got some post-it notes last week, you could write them down this week. If not, you can grab some on the way out and begin to write, yes, Lord, follow me. And watch what happens. It's something that's going to start to change your heart because you can't do what you want to do today. You have to really evaluate where you're at in Christ and your walk because I promise you it's going to change. And I think to take it up a notch or at least to put it into a context you could really remember it. To have the best year ever, we have to follow Jesus better. We have to follow Jesus better. And for some of you, you're like, well, I am following him pretty good. I, hey, you don't know my lifestyle. You don't know what I've done. I, I've changed this. I've done this, this. I even set some New Year's resolutions to read the Bible every single day. Congratulations. You get the star on the way out. But is it really better or is it just something more you're doing? Maybe we're blazing through so many scriptures, we haven't evaluated the first scriptures to allow it to change our hearts. Maybe we're not supposed to move past that scripture at all until it impacts us so much and radically changes our behavior and our hearts. And we become fully devoted to him in a way that changes everything. How are we going to train better? I think... It's time that collectively, if we're just honest, we read the word better. We read it daily and allow it to renew our minds and 
and make it our priority to invest into others and allow others to invest into us. And we're going to do things that matter to God with our time, our talent, and our tithe. And we're, we're going to, to, to be a part of something that's truly, utterly amazing that only Jesus can get the credit for. But we have to follow him unconditionally first. I'm telling you, this is huge and it matters for so many of us because we will just continue to swing away at 2019 and be wore out at the end of the day if we choose just to go at it and train and go and go and go and go. And the best way I know how to give you an example of what I'm trying to say is this, is as we try to land the plane this morning, Solomon gives us some wisdom to lean into. And in Ecclesiastes 10.10, there's a verse there that really is pretty powerful in the statement of what we're trying to communicate this morning. It says this in in, in Ecclesiastes, "If, if the ax is dull and its edge is unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Meaning you could be the most skillful person in the world and you're going to find success. But at what point are you going to recognize that maybe the gift that God's given you is probably pretty dull? And see, what I've learned about this is, you know, is, it's, it's an interesting thing. Don't ever walk into a store carrying these things. That's the first thing. People will call 911. But I did that this week, by the way. It was an interesting moment. You go into a cupcake shop and person freaks out. That's okay. Um, If you're, God gives you a gift and you take this ax and you start swinging away and you just, you look at what God just did and you did with what God gave you, you start swinging away with this ax and you just, you just, whoa, this is so awesome. You're just so cool. And you're just enjoying everything with it. You're just, and then at the end of the day, you just, Look back at what you cleared out, and you're just so excited. You grab your axe, you put it on your shoulder, you just put that chest out, and you just, you look like Paul Bunyan, by the way. Some of you don't even know who that is. No, that's okay. But then, then you, just, you just go at it again the next day, and you're just swinging for everything. You got some blisters to show for. You're training, and you're just going at it. But then all of a sudden, in week two, you, you hit that tree one time, and it bounces back off. You get back and you get a wider stance and you just, and you put more strength into it and it chops fine and it just starts, and now you're starting to swing a little bit harder, a little bit more violent, a little bit out of control. And now you're just starting to throw every bit of energy you got into it and at the end of the day, you're completely exhausted. Week three comes and you're, you're still going at it. And now you're recognizing, wait a minute, this is not just a little bit of swing. This is everything I have in my body, in my core, and I'm swinging, and I'm swinging. And you're chopping trees down left and right. But what's going on? At the end of the day, you're physically wore out. You've swung and swung and swung. Everyone has been given an ax in life, a skill set that can change lives. The problem, I think, is we get in the way because eventually the only thing that we're doing day after day is we're swinging away. We're just swinging away. It looks like we're training in some ways, but in reality, it's not. It's 
The truth is, the more strength is needed, especially when the edge, when the edge right here becomes really dull. And what I've learned is this. We're no longer relying on God. You rely on you to get the job done. You rely on you to do what you got to do. You no longer pause and and reflect on how you got the gift in the first place. Simply because you have been trained once and you feel like you know what's best for you and the trajectory of where you need to go, you just keep on swinging. You just keep on swinging. And you're blowing people off left and right because you're just keeping on swinging. You don't care. You're just trying to get the job done. But that axe blade is so dull, you don't even recognize it's dull. And if I could ask you just this one question, we're 13 days into the new year. What is sucking the life out of you right now? I mean, seriously, we're 13 days into it. Some of you have been swinging away left and right. What is taking more strength right now in 2019 that you are swinging left and right and you feel like nothing is really getting done? but you feel like more strength is needed to get the job done or accomplish the goal that you feel like it's going to make you better. The truth is, it's going to make you dead. It's like the little whisper that comes from John 10.10 where it says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy anything that's good. He's whispering and saying, you know, just keep on swinging. You're doing a good job. You got this. You got this. You got this. You got this with your job. You got this with your marriage. Yeah, I did the dishes today. Just saying. You did this with your kids. Oh, yeah. Did this with my kids. I took them to the playground. I did this at school. I did this with my hobby. I did this with my finances. I only gave him five bucks. Yeah. You see, skill will bring you success. And that's true. But what I've learned is this. If you really want to hit the mark, you have to follow the mark. And there's a picture right over there of the mark that you need to be following. You must deny yourself and take up the cross and follow him. Maybe the best skill set that we could put into practice in 2019 is to set down the axe, to completely lay it down. You see, even though we're good at it and we're in our prime and we're strong and we've trained and we've conditioned, maybe we need to put the down the axe just to worship Jesus through prayer, through fasting, reading. Maybe it's just worship, all out worship. And what I've learned is this. What can't you do when you're sharpening the axe blade? You can't swing it. You you, you can't go swinging away. And for some of you, this is the hardest thing that you will ever do is to train yourself to stop swinging each day and to sharpen your axe daily. To sharpen your axe daily through worship, through prayer, through devoting everything you have over to Him so He can sharpen your blade for today. And when you start to swing, it's just like day one. It's going through like a hot knife through butter. 
see some people are just swinging away and it's bouncing off the tree every single time and you get back and you blame everybody. But when was the last time you set this down and you allowed yourself to sharpen that blade in him? You allowed yourself to get really laser focused on what this thing can do when he can do it with me. When I'm following in his footsteps and he's just screaming at you, just lay it down. Trust me, spend some time. I promise you, we'll get the job done together if you do this. If you want to hit the mark, maybe we should follow the mark that changed everything for us. And I believe in order to to have the best year ever, you need to spend time following him better. In word, in prayer, in worship. You see, God needs to sharpen you to become a better you so you can clear out the future with Him in a way that changes lives, that changes more than just your life. It changes everybody's lives in a way that radically changes our culture. And it all starts with these two words, following Him. And the way we worship is a great starting place. And the way that we worship It's a great place where we can just set this down and begin to hear his voice, sharpening the skill set for the week. So we're just going to devote some time for that moment to happen. We're going to clear out some space for you to sharpen your blade this morning. And the only thing that we're asking for you to do is to spend time allowing God to sharpen you. This might be a little different for some of you. You can stand, you can sit, you can come to the altar. It's really up to you. All thing I'm asking for you to do is this. Follow him. You follow him and watch what happens. This week might become the easiest week you've ever experienced simply because you sharpened your axe. But if you want to continue on hitting those things and hitting those trees and whatever it looks like, with that dull blade, you go right ahead because it's going to wear you out. So Jesus, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for what you're doing. And more importantly, we just ask you just to to move us in a way that changes our trajectory, that changes everything. So God, just allow us to push pause. Allow us just to lean in. Allow us to feel your presence in a way that allows us to sharpen what you give us, our gifts through worship, prayer, reading of your word. May it sharpen the axe of our week. And may that training develop skill sets that can change lives. That change lives. In your name. Amen.